welcome back to Mighty Morphin Legacy. I am your dad, Eli, and I am joined by Ashley. Red Ranger, and I forgot my character's name. Ruby Riddle. I also forgot you were supposed to say your character's name first. Ruby Riddle, Red Ranger. Love you. <laughs> Amen. Abby. Casey Brown, Pink Ranger. And Mike. Jaden Emery, Green Ranger. Nice. So, last we left off, you guys morphed for the first time and faced off against your first monster, uh, and it was rough. You guys won. You managed it. Uh, you guys worked pretty effectively as a team. I mean, all things considered. Learning your powers for the first time. You know, the Red Ranger uh, taking aggro, trying to draw off as many people as possible. Pink Ranger staying out of melee to fire uh, from range. And the Green Ranger using his ability to tank to go toe-to-toe with the uh, Fury Frog. Uh, who was very scary until he started talking with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't take you seriously. Uh, what is it about the way that he speaks? It means you couldn't take him seriously. I feel like there should be subtitles when you speak. <laughs> I think it's more fun if nobody can understand. I can uh, understand. I'm just saying, like, I don't know how there would be. I don't know how to put subtitles into a podcast, Ashley. Actually, I do. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be visual anyway uh, I believe we actually ended with ever with the fight having just ended yeah then we got someone back to the, um, the hideout and I can't remember what it's called oh that's right uh, the command center and alpha 7 informed you all that the tech that the polygoners and fury frog used to exist uh was the same but more advanced version of what they use for their training simulations hang on i didn't actually take that yeah i wrote that down and i just remember up seven's bitch because he's smacking us with cliffhangers yeah, that was fun. What was it again? Two, two like times in it, a row. the tech looked the same. It as it the is the same but more advanced version of the training simulation tech. So we are going to start back up uh, at that point. Uh, Alpha Seven, you know, says, uh, "Yeah, I was analyzing those crystals, and it looks like it's the same kind of tech that we use for our training simulations, but." miniaturized so it wasn't those things that were out there weren't actually the fury frog and the polygoners it was just a simulation no they were there and you could have died oh (laughs) okay (laughs) no they were uh hard light projections so again like, obviously something that could hurt us, but not the actual beings themselves. Well, studying the crystals for the polygoners, I think these crystals are pre-programmed with those creatures. So it's not like they're controlling them through some sort of VR. Yeah, but it's um, a fake thing that's programmed, not like a human being or like an... Uh, well, I don't appreciate the phrasing fake thing that's programmed. <sighs> I mean, okay. So who's who's <laughs> programming? So I think the question is, who is programming the 
the hard light projections. Uh, Alpha Seven turns to look at Zordon, and Zordon says, uh, "There are a scant few on the planet who would know how to do this." Do you know who they are, so we can, you know, get to the bottom of it? The only one in Angel Grove is Franklin Wayland, the former Blue Turbo Ranger, and also the only surviving member of the previous Rangers. So where do we find them? Um, Alpha 7 walks over to a console, and you can see that there is a keyboard, so like other people would be able to access and do things, um, but he's able to just sort of place his hand on the console, and it reacts the way he wants it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that uh, Franklin Whalen's address is uh, private information. You know, he's a tech billionaire. He has enough money to kind of get that taken off of public record. Uh, same way a lot of, like, celebrities can. Took what off his record? His home address. Okay. And, uh, but uh, Zio Industries, his company that also makes your phones. Because all of your phones are, like, basically just screens. Um, they're flexible so they can be in your pocket without having to worry about them breaking, but the only actual, like, hard tech on them are at two corners, uh, opposite corners. Um, when he started introducing the Z phone, um, it, it revolutionized cell phones. Um, you know, so, I mean, you can get knockoff kind of stuff, um, Apple is pretty much exclusively a computer company now because they can't keep up with his uh, mobile tech. But Zio Industries has a uh, an address in the city. Um, and actually, hand me my tablet right there. I can bring up a map for you guys to pass around. So Zio Industries is located in Artec uh, uh, Valley. Arctech Valley, um, which is right on the Kilkey Channel. You said Arctech Valley? Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, Silicon Valley. And I'm going to hand this back to Mike if you guys want to see generally where it would be. Well, guess where are we in relation to that? Uh, Quite a ways away. I mean, it's in the city. Okay, yeah, but it's just like... Just a different part okay. of the city. You guys are technically the command center is outside of the city, up in the uh, mountains. So, uh, is Angel Grove like the size of like L.A. or somewhere like that? Or it's supposed to be like San Diego, L.A. Okay, kinda. so a bigger city. Yes. Okay. It cool. is a very big city. Okay. Um, especially population wise, because it is uh, a- the. 30 years of alien tech being kind of left around the place because of fights between Power Rangers and monsters means that uh, the technology of this world is probably about 50 years ahead of our own world. And the center of that tech boom is Angel Grove. Okay, and is that because of like mostly uh the tech company that the um franklin wayland 
Is he like kind of the main one or is it just kind of he like a bunch now. of different companies? He is now. Okay. So it's just like. But, a, it, they, he, there, but there are a ton of other companies. Okay. Yeah. So I, I get it now. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, plus there are, um, depending on how conspiratorial you feel, there are also plenty of government agencies mm-hmm. that study the tech in Angel Grove. That city is just much more advanced than the rest no, of the world. No, their world. Well, yeah, their world is more is... advanced than our world. Yeah, but the center of the tech boom is Angel Grove. Okay, where yeah. all the advancements and everything are made. Yeah. Okay. So government agencies, as well as private companies, kind of like house their stuff in Angel Grove for the most part. Their home offices mm-hmm. for these tech companies are in Angel Grove. Their R and D happens in Angel Grove. Um, the government thing, unless you're going to ask Zordon or Alpha 5 for confirmation, it's something you would only believe if you're a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. My character wouldn't be that, so I wouldn't. Um, but Zordon says, uh, regardless of who may be behind this, we will need to finish outfitting you. Very likely, Waylon, if he is the one behind this. And actually, everybody make uh, alertness rolls. See if you can pick up on how Zordon is feeling right now. How many do we roll? Two? It depends on what your alertness is. So it's, uh, mine has a D4, so it's a D6 and a D4? Is that no, it's what a D20 do? and a D4. D20, that's right. Okay. And you add them together. Ashley didn't get all of her dice ready before she started. No, I thought it was a D6, and I was like, oh, there's so many D6s at the top, and I forgot that we use, like, D4s and other things in this. Yeah, so. yeah. You, uh, for our listeners, one of the things that's cool about the Essence system, which is what Power Rangers, Transformers, G.I. Joe, and My Little Pony use. There's a My Little Pony There's one. a My Little Pony one. Uh, if it wasn't $55 for the core book, I might have gotten it already just for the novelty of it. But I'm not spending $55 on a joke. That's fair. But yeah, so this system will, as you guys level up, you will use the full spectrum of your dice. As opposed to D&D, where it's pretty much just like, you almost never need a D12. Unless you're uh, wielding a great big fuck-off axe. And unless you use daggers or magic missiles, you almost never need a D4. Mm-hmm. That was bad. What did Ruby get? 11. And uh, Casey? I got... Casey got an 18. 18. And Jaden? 8. 8. Um, did Jaden get odd or even on his skill die? Even. Even. Okay. Did any? Did either of you roll a 1? I rolled on a your, 1. You rolled a 1? I rolled an even, just a 2, on my okay. skill. The skill die is the one that's... Smaller, yeah. Yeah. But you had a d4, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I ask because I know Jaden has a... Special YouTube. ability. Yeah. Anyway, Jaden, you don't really pick up on this. You're, you're not... You still haven't demorphed because you're not fully certain how to, and that's more where your brain is focused. <laughs> like, you guys have all taken your helmets off, but you're still, like, in your morphed forms. You can still feel that energy uh, souping up your bodies. Um, but for... Uh, Casey and Ruby, you guys can tell uh, with a nine that he rolled on his uh, deception that Zordon wants to believe so badly that Waylon is not behind this. 
Um, it is right this moment. It is so incredibly important to him to give Waylon the benefit of the doubt uh, and think that there's someone else doing this, some unknown actor. Um, but Zordon says, whoever created this technology will very likely know how to enlarge their creations. You said that there were other people, like... They are not in Angel Grove. That doesn't that we rule have it been out. Able to find. It's no. not like, you know, this probably just made the national news what just happened. If they can create this, what's to say they didn't sense us getting our morphers? The power necessary for this, you are correct. It is something that should be investigated. But the power necessary for this would be tremendous to be able to power these crystals from such a distance. Uh, I I do agree. You are right. I should not dismiss it out of hand. Okay. And it is something that should be looked into. I was wondering if they were on this planet, like the people you were talking about. I was only talking about the people on the planet. Okay, cool. I was just being sure. Um, Most of the enemies I have had over the years and the rangers themselves have had over the years do not rely much on crystal technology. That is primarily Eltarin, my people. The only ones who, that I believe are still active, that focus primarily on technology instead of magic, are, is the Machine Empire. And they have not taken an interest in Earth in quite some time. Okay. But, before you can face any of these threats, you will need your Zords. What's a Zord? Well, wouldn't we know? Probably. Does Abby not know what a Zord is? Uh, no. Casey is just blanked on the term of, like, what the... She knows what a Zord is. It's just, she's like, Zord? For some reason, her brain is just not making the connection to Zord. Oh, yes, the giant battle machine. Uh, yeah, and, and Zordon says they are large, sometimes towering, uh, semi-sentient creations of the Morphin Grid. Are you talking about the giant robots the Power Rangers use sometimes? Robot is reductive, but yes. And at this word reductive, Alpha 7 goes, I promise you I knew that. I just, I don't know. No one's ever called it a Zord. No one's ever called them a Zord in front of me. And uh, Zordon says, uh, yes, the first Zords I created, which is why they're called that. Neat. And he says, um, now, normally, we would be able to immediately, you would simply be able to summon your Zords when they felt that you needed their help. And they would be there. However, your connection to the Morphing Grid is unique. And we have not been able to locate whatever pocket dimension your Zords would normally be in. Uh, I have had Alpha 7 trying to locate them. For now, I suggest you go home and rest. 
I mean, sounds like a plan. Qu- question before we, uh, before we head out. How do we, uh, she just kind of gestures oh. to herself. How do we turn back? Calm your breathing and focus on returning to normal. Okay. Um, I feel like Jaden would get that real fast. Mm-hmm. Like controlling his breathing is probably a thing he's really good at. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's, there's no, it's not really fancy. It's basically the arm, your armor and gear just sort of dissipates in your, in your regular clothing, whatever you were wearing before you morphed. Cool. I like mm-hmm. that. My character uh, would be able to do that too from practicing with singing and stuff like that. Yeah. It takes Casey a little bit simply because she doesn't do activities that, you know, generally involve you having to learn calm tra- tra- yeah, breathing I, like I that. I think she would, it wouldn't take her as long as one might think because she is an EMT and you have to be able to keep your cool and focus. You, know, you can't be having a panic attack. Yeah, at the same time, yeah, it's just not, um, yeah, no, it I, still I takes her a second. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was saying, I do imagine it does still take a moment, but not as long as one might think. Yeah. Um, and once you guys are ready, they just teleport you back, you know, mm-hmm. a few, within a few blocks of where you need to be. Um, so se- we're separated, though, at that point to different unless spots Unless you guys wanted to be. to be together. We already exchanged contact. Have we already exchanged yeah. contact information? Probably. Yeah, I think we did. I think we you can also communicate with time. each other with your morphers. Yeah. Neat. Uh, but you can't send gifts on your morpher, so yeah. Oh. What's the point? <laughs> uh, Casey gets back to our apartment and just goes, "Well, I'm home safe." Like to, in the um, group, just sort of. Oh, to the group. I thought you were just yeah, saying just, it out loud to your empty no, apartment. She, uh, she uh, sends the message in the group chat, like, "Hey, I'm home safe." I hated that. <laughs> I feel like Jaden is like a primarily thumbs up texter. I was literally about yeah. to say that about yeah. like thumbs up didn't disintegrate. Yeah, <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, my character would be like, "That's that's great." Uh, I feel like she's gone to the school to kind of practice for a few, like a few, before she goes back to her house. Yeah. I feel like Ruby texts with a lot of emojis. <laughs> emojis. Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I know. Yeah, she's giving me that. She's giving me that vibe. I imagine it's a lot of typos too, because oh, she's typing too fast. Yeah. She's trying to like. She's got a lot to do, so she's yeah. just like, eh, and doesn't proofread beforehand. She yeah. just sends. Whereas Jaden is a lot of sentence fragments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Casey is always proper uh, punctuation. Yeah, because the only people she was texting regularly were her were her family, which are all grammar sticklers. Yeah. So she texts uh, like a grandpa. Yeah. Oh, God. Um. So, yeah, you, you guys... Get some much-needed rest um, for over the next few days. Is everybody just sort of living their lives as normal? Yeah. Pretty much. Casey's on her, like, uh, three twelves in a row stint. Yeah. I think that my character might, in between uh, studies and work, like, maybe occasionally looking up various things about Franklin Whalen, just curious about like everybody knows who Franklin Whalen is, but yeah. curious about what's on the internet, what what about him what makes him different, I guess, or 
if there's just gleaning whatever information they can from the internet, from these articles that casually uh, searching in between all these various things. You make an alertness roll with uh, edge, if you like. So you adva- uh, advantage, basically. With advantage, how do I do that? Is it two? It's like with D&D. Two D20s and a D4, because that's your alertness, right? A yeah. D4. And then you keep the highest of the D20s. I'm just going to roll the D4 twice. I'm not going to search for that. You mean roll the D- You don't roll the D4 twice. Roll the... Okay, you so roll just two D20s, D20s and then yeah. the D4. Okay. And you just keep the higher of the D20s. Got natural 20. Nice. And a four on the alertness die. Oh, that is a... Whew. Can I give you on a critical success? All right. I think over the course of a few days, um, because all the students are given the option of just sort of taking a few days, uh, you know, first monster attack in 12, 15 years, mm-hmm. or eight years, not 15 or 12. Yeah. Um, kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I, th- I think you take that and you do your research. Um, Zeo Industries just sort of came up out of nowhere. What came out of? Sorry. Zeo Industries, Wayland's company. Um, like, he didn't get any startup funding. He just had the money, um, which was always kind of a question. And he just always said, yeah, you know, because people would like look into his history and be like, you've been lower middle class your entire life. How did a, you know, 22 year old get this money? And he was like, oh, well, I've been in, I've actually been investing since I was 10. But my parents, you know, really taught me to kind of hold off on accessing any of that money. Um, and then I finally decided that I had something I wanted to make. Um, you know, he's, he's been, he's, he's the kind of charismatic billionaire that Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos like to pretend that they are. In that when you watch him in interviews, he is like genuinely kind of charismatic and seems to be able to connect with people as opposed to elon musk who doesn't connect with anyone and jeff bezos who doesn't understand why music exists both of them are horrible human beings yeah there have been a lot of um you know labor issues at his companies as to be expected because you know he's a billionaire but nothing nothing more than you would expect out of someone like that so you said labor issues, like yeah, you know, union ba- uh, union busting stuff. Sounds like he's a gross human. He's a billionaire. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but still, um, you notice in all the pictures he does wear a lot of blue. Um, and more recently, there has been a lot of stuff from him, comments from him about uh, the Power Rangers insinuating that the Power Rangers are why the monsters are back. Is that the Power Rangers disappeared and then the monsters disappeared. So maybe it's the Power Rangers. He does not seem to be a fan. I mean, if he's the former Blue Ranger, there might be... A lot of resentment there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's been asked about the disappearances of people that were ostensibly his close friends. Which you guys would, which you would know were the other Power Rangers, the ones that. What did you just say? I didn't process. He has been questioned over the years about 
like his thoughts and feelings and knowledge about the disappearances of people that were ostensibly his good friends, mm-hmm. um, which you would know were former Power Rangers. Uh, pres- the other Turbo Rangers that are presumed dead. Um, and he has said that, you know, they were all supposed to go on this big camping trip into Big Bear. Uh, and he couldn't go. He got sick. And that was the last time he saw them. Um, and with a critical success, you look into that and social media backs that up. What you can find in the Wayback Machine and stuff like that is that that seemed to be a thing and that they were posting pictures and stuff from Big Bear and then they just stopped. And if the audience can hear what sounds like people talking through the walls, the neighbors are very loud. And we're just going to pretend those are Ruby's neighbors. Yeah. She lives in Sudenhausen, right? No, she lives with her family. Oh, but I mean, still might be thin. She lives <laughs> with her family still and commutes to school because it's not far. But she's able to, I mean. Yeah. You're still going to hear your neighbors occasionally if it's a holiday weekend like it is here. So For us in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what you're able to find out. I think it would be fair to assume that Ruby probably suspects Waylon a bit more than she might have before. Well, especially, I think she'd suspect that he had something to, like, why why we're... I think she would have some suspicion about him being involved in the disappearance of the Rangers, like, and obviously everything else, what 10-year-old invests... Like, she's just going to have a lot yeah. of suspicions and come to the conclusion that he's involved somehow. And she doesn't know how, yeah. but somehow he's involved in all of it. Yeah. But yeah, and you know, a few days later, uh, Jaden, you actually, um, it's the afternoon, um, you know, all of your, because we're, we're getting into uh, September you know, so a lot of people are back in classes and things like that. But that also means that most of your actual training, you know, personal trainer stuff and your like boxing instructor, martial arts instructor stuff happens during the day because people prefer uh, to go in between classes instead of at night when they'd rather be hanging out with their friends and partying. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the afternoon, you don't really have a whole lot to do. You know, you're basically just checking on the equipment and making sure it's good when you hear that bam, 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 bam. Ugh. <laughs> you know, bam, 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 bam. What? Jaden, I was hoping you would be willing to come by the command center this evening. Why? There's something personal I would like to discuss with you. You're not going to stop calling me until I do, are you? I'll stop calling you today. All right. Uh, beam me up. Beam me up. <laughs> uh, whenever you are, are you in a position where no one will see you? Uh, nobody there will care. I doubt that. Fine, give me a second. <laughs> you like go into the storage closet yeah. or something. <laughs> um, and you get teleported into the uh, command center, and um, you know that. Alpha Seven's not there. Like he seems to be off doing something else. So it's just you and Zordon. 
and uh, Zordon says, I would like to apologize for not recognizing you. Recognize me? Yes. When you were a child, you were injured, and the Green Ranger brought you here for our advanced medical facilities. What are you talking about? When you were eight years old, you gave the Green Ranger back his Zeo sword, and both you and he were subsequently stabbed. His morphing abilities protected him for the most part, but he had Alpha uh, Alpha 5 teleport back with you for our facilities. I felt it was rude that I did not recognize you. Well, great. Free healthcare. Awesome. I am also saddened to learn that you knew uh, Anna. Uh, And Jaden, obviously, you recognize the name of your best friend when you were a homeless teenager who was killed in the crossfire of a monster attack. I think you might be a little bit surprised to know that Zordon knows her name. Yeah. So you do know. Where was Alpha 5 then? He had been destroyed by Goldar, and Alpha 6 appeared. However, we cannot help everyone. But you can put them in danger. The Power Rangers are a response to danger. Not a cause. Are you sure? Yes. Because it seems like every time they're around, trouble follows. Which is why it is very important that your identities remain secret. Especially from our enemies. On that we can agree. I hope you can understand. Well, I hope that you are willing to consider that the danger that innocent people are put in because of these creatures, and the fact that as powerful as the Morphing Grid are, as powerful as the Power Rangers are, you cannot save everyone, weighs very heavily on me. I didn't ask for this, but I've had to make do with what I've got my whole life, so that's what I'm going to do. I am 12,000 years old, and I still understand very little about the Morphin Grid, about why certain people are chosen to be rangers. I have picked, personally, picked many ranger teams over the years. Until I was trapped like this, I led many ranger teams. And the thing that confuses me most about the Morphin Grid is that it frequently chooses the young. I know from experience that the young have the idealism necessary to push forward when things feel hopeless. But it is never my first choice. But you never consider what being a ranger does to that idealism. Yes. How many are children afterwards? How many remember? None of them retain their innocence for long. It is... And he actually kind of seems to, like, look around. Even though, like, you're clearly the only people here. It's like he doesn't want this moment of vulnerability to be heard. 
he says, it is the most disheartening thing about the mission is that so many people who should be able to leave entirely different lives become soldiers. It is the thing that upsets me the most. There is a war that none of us had the choice of being in. A balance between good and evil. There are dark forces in the universe, in the multiverse, far beyond even my comprehension. And it is upsetting that if we turn our back, more people will be hurt. Well, I'm a fighter. Always have been. And I didn't really have a childhood anyway. So, I guess your grid chose a good candidate. And I'm just here to keep safe who I can keep safe. And if you want to help me do that, then we can work together. That is all that I can ask of you. Alright. 12,000 years old, huh? Eltarans are, by human standards, immortal. No. Well, don't look a day over 9,000. He, he chuckles. Uh, and he says, uh, Would you like to know why I am a holographic projection of a head? I was wondering. Rita Repulsa, one of the greatest and oldest of the Power Rangers' enemies. I had locked her away on the planet's moon uh, roughly 10,000 years ago. In the process, she managed to vaporize my physical form while I was morphing. And now I am in a quasi-state between life and death. My consciousness permanently merged to a section of the Morphin Grid. Sounds rough, buddy. It is not ideal. And I do wish that I had the chance to interact with people more outside of the dangers of this mission. That part of the young being chosen to be Power Rangers. The part to speak to people who truly know what the world is that part I enjoy um, and then he says uh, I will not keep you if you would like to leave but we can continue speaking if you would like to do that maybe another time but hey if you want to chat again Jordan then just let me know Wait, hold, hold on did you say Jordan yeah it's Zordon <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that a 12,000-year-old alien's name was Jordan? I don't make assumptions, you know. That's admirable, I suppose. You have a good evening, Jaden. <laughs> you too. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love it so much. <laughs> Just like, Jaden's like, you look like a Jordan man. Yeah. <clears throat> What do you name a lava lamp guy? Yep. Jordan. Um, 
Ruby, after doing all your research, mm-hmm. um, I think you you have a dream about a memory that you probably haven't thought about in a while, mm-hmm. but you've thought about it a lot. Uh, you know, it was a very influential part of your life. And it was when you were 10 years old, you were on a field trip uh, with your fourth grade class. And uh, you were touring the ARC facility, which at the time was the leading tech company in Angel Grove. Um, when it was attacked by uh, putty patrollers and uh, some sort of machine monster. And um, you, you remember that there was a good period of time before... I mean, I say a good period of time. There was probably a solid five minutes of chaos before the Power Rangers arrived. How many solid five minutes, you yeah. said? Okay. Um, and when you, when you... You remember when they arrived. Um, the fighting didn't get more intense... There were just fewer people getting hurt because the Power Rangers were drawing all of the fire to them. So there were much fewer security guards being punched to death by clay monsters. Um, and what you remember is your class panicking because some debris fell and you guys were kind of trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You remember the moment when the Red Ranger lifts up this big beam um, and is holding it up. And when that happens, he can't really talk. He's, he's clearly trying to instruct you guys to crawl out from this space he's created. Um, but he's struggling to hold this beam up. What do you, what do you actually think 10-year-old Ru- Ruby does? in this moment as your other classmates, other 10 and 11 year olds are panicking. I think that Ruby probably would have noticed, okay, he's struggling. That's enough space for us to get through. And immediately is like telling the kids like, we have to go. Yeah. I I think like, but in a 10 year old way, obviously. Yeah. I I think, Ruby, this is probably one of the first times that Ruby, like, really took control of a situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And because you are, you're the most calm and clear-spoken person there, everybody just listens. Um, And you make sure that you're the last one to crawl out. Mm -hmm. Um, But as it does, the beam, this big concrete and rebar beam, another one falls on top of it. And for a moment, you thought you died until you realize that there is, you know, you open your eyes and there's this faint red glow as the Red Ranger has covered your body with his and this red energy has formed a, like, protective dome around you and him. And you can hear more rubble falling down on top of this dome. And every time it does, you can feel the Red Ranger shudder. Mm. Um, But he is maintaining his stance over you. 
Uh, do you think Ruby said anything in that moment, or is just too awestruck and scared? I think she's terrified, so she wouldn't have said anything in that moment. Yeah. Other than just to allow that person to concentrate on whatever they needed to. I think if she was able to, she probably would have, like, put a hand, like, on their hand or just, you know, just to kind of reassure, but also being scared and needing yeah. contact, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think because he's kind of, like, crouched over you, mm-hmm. um, I think you reach over and you, like, pat his forearm in the way that mm-hmm. kids do when they're trying to comfort an adult. Mm-hmm. And he turns to look at you and, I mean, you can't see anything. I think she's probably on the verge of tears because she's yeah. so scared. And he goes, uh, hey, what? what's your name? Ruby. Ruby? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a coincidence. Rubies are red. Do you know that? Yeah. All right. Well, don't worry. Red's strong. We're going to be fine. Okay. <laughs> um, and then light. You know, the rubble stops shifting. Or stops falling. Mm -hmm. And you hear it starting to shift and some light starts to shine through. And you see the uh, Black Ranger and the Yellow Ranger Mm -hmm. are clearing rubble away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, you run up, you know, your teacher's there. You run up to the other students. And I think the Red Ranger was trying to maintain this, like, I'm fine. I wasn't hurt at all had it totally under control while everybody was looking. But I think Ruby's able to see that once everybody turns away, he immediately leans on the other two rangers yeah. for I th- support. I think before she runs to her teacher, she probably would have given him a quick hug and been like, thank you, and yeah. then just ran away. But yeah, and then you wake up. It's um, probably about 9 a.m. on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. You hear beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. So she's gonna tap, but she's so tired. She's like, "Yes." Hey, boss. We have important information about your Zords. Let us know when you're ready to teleport to the command center. Okay. Give me like thirty minutes, please. Is sure that thing. possible? Yep. Okay. Um, and you two kind of get the same message. Ruby just. Ruby. I mean, uh. Casey. Casey, Jesus Jesus Christ. Lots of Y names. <laughs> I'm too tired for this today. I'm sorry. Anyways, too late. We're in the boat we're in. Uh, Casey just hears the beeping. She's just got back from a 12-hour shift and has been sleeping for like an hour tops. She's like... Ugh. Just <laughs> long enough to have been asleep. Yeah, then she like lifts, lifts up her... The... The morpher, and she's like, what? Hey, you. <laughs> I got some information about your zords. Let us know when you're ready to teleport to the command center. <sighs> Give me like 15 minutes. Sure thing. Thank you, Alpha 7. Then she just... She literally Thank ro- you. And then it cuts off. <laughs> yeah, then she she quite literally rolls out of bed, hits the ground, and just stays there for like a minute. Then she gets up and makes coffee. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, like, <laughs> she literally got home, took a shower, changed into, like, pajamas, then crashed on her couch. Yeah. 
So usually when I've done that, it's because I am incredibly hungover. Uh, no, she's literally just army got off crawling on the floor to make my coffee is the only way to make it happen. She literally <laughs> just got off a twelve-hour shift because she works nights, and it was a rough night, so yeah. she is very tired because this is day three or three. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, Jaden. Beep 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 beep. This is early or late? Uh, it's like nine a.m. Okay. Nine ish. Yeah, it's a little early for a chat. What's up? Hey, Jaden. I've got some information about your Zords. Let me know when you're ready to teleport to the command center. Um, is anything on fire or exploding? Or I mean, it could be. Uh, all right. Well, give me a minute. I need a coffee and a burrito. Otherwise, yeah, there will be some explosions and violence. Sure thing. <laughs> um, and it, this has actually genuinely been like a few weeks. Um, it, it's a couple of weeks since you were last in the command center, Jaden, and a few weeks for you guys. So we're like full on into September at this point. And you all get there kind of staggered timing. I think Jaden would be the first to arrive. You were the third called, but you were the most ready to go. Um, and when you get there, the first thing you notice is that Zordon's tube isn't lit up. Uh, and Alpha 7 actually walks up and he goes, uh, do you think the other rangers will want coffee? Yeah, most likely. Hey, what's right. up with Jordan? Did he, like, unplug? What's going on? Jordan? Yeah, the dude. Oh, Zordon. No, that's a different surprise. Oh. Uh, and then Casey arrives and not too terribly long after Ruby arrives um and uh the only thing casey has done to prepare herself is coffee and she's wearing a hoodie uh she's wearing a hoodie on top of her, P her pjs it's yeah. very clearly she was sleeping i think uh alpha seven sees you with his with a coffee and goes man why did i even brew a pot oh there's more fantastic told you yeah i had some uh we we got a, a place where we have like groceries delivered too what? Sweet, where's the coffee? I need oh, more. Yeah, and then, Ruby, you arrive, and you guys are in the commissary. Um, it, it's, it's like a large break room more than it is, like, a cafeteria. That's fine. Um, but it does have a kitchen. It's so, like, actual food can be cooked here. Nice. Um, yeah, speaking of. And then, you all hear somebody walk in as you're, like, either drinking your second cup of coffee or maybe a first cup. I don't know if Ruby stopped to get coffee. Ruby would have absolutely made coffee at her house. Yeah. And had her cup with her. Yeah. Uh, but would have, you know, absolutely taken a second cup. Yeah, I feel like for Casey and Ruby, it's like, I need a second cup. I'm so exhausted. And for Jaden, it's just like, I drink more coffee than water. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Like, that's the impression that I'm getting. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um... But you guys hear footsteps walk in, and you see a blue man, white eyebrows, no facial hair, bald head, wearing just very simple uh, robes. Not like bathrobe or anything like that. Like, imagine more like Jedi-style robes. I think Ruby would drop her cup because she's not expecting another physical form. Yeah. And... 
it's her own cup, but it shatters on the floor, and she's just like wide-eyed, like, what the fuck is happening? And <laughs> Alpha 7 goes, surprise! Yeah. I reverse-engineered some of that crystal tech. Everybody, meet Zordon, as he would appear if he had a proper physical organic body. Jeez. Oh, hey, man. Hey, man. I wish that you would have said that there was another person here. That was kind of my favorite bug. And Zordon <laughs> looks at Alpha 7 and goes, Why was this a surprise? You were supposed to tell them about this. <laughs> and Alpha get... 7 goes, Humans love surprises. Not this kind. I mean, I'm I mean, glad you, you got a body and stuff, but like, yeah. It scared me a little I, bit. <laughs> I don't really like surprises. Just, I, I have been up for like 13 hours. I was sleeping. Good try. Good try, Alpha 7. But, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. So you um, decided to stretch your legs, huh, Jordan? <laughs> he, he like, smiles a little bit, and he says, uh, Yes, I haven't had this opportunity in a very long time. Wait a minute. Are we, are we getting cool nicknames? Is that a thing that's happening? What do you mean? It's more of an inside joke. Oh, okay. What is it? It's an inside joke for me. His name. It's yeah, just it's a cool. little different, so I was just... Uh, yeah, okay. He's a strange dude. <laughs> now, we have good news about your Zords. We believe we have located them. The not necessarily bad news is that we believe they are on Ninjor's island. What is that? Ninjor created the original Morphin coins, and presumably the coins that you all have. However, Ninjor was killed in battle quite some time ago. And since then, his island has been a bit overrun. It was never a tremendously safe place to visit. But without Ninjor's presence, the uh, gremlins have gotten much more brave. Gremlins? Gremlins? Like gremlin gremlins? He kind of turns to look at Alpha 7. And Alpha 7 says, Not like the ones you're familiar with. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they mess stuff up and they are weird little, you know, two foot tall lizard men that uh, cause problems and bad luck and love messing with people. I mean, I think that's kind but of the But they don't same start way. off as, like, cute little dolls. Um, you do you realize they're not. Never mind. It's fine. Because, like, they, they look Ruby like was a teddy about... bear. What do you expect? <laughs> Review is about to be like, it's a magua. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but Zordon says, um, we have been lucky so far that there has not been another attack. But you will need the Zords. So I would suggest that you all prepare to leave sooner than later. All right. How long is this going to take? That is a good question. It generally takes less than a day to traverse the island. It's not very large, and luckily it's in the Bermuda Triangle, so most places avoid it. Luckily. But okay, I got like five days off. Is this a weekend? I'm assuming it's a weekend. Yeah. Rad. Yeah, whatever, man. Listen, is all this teleporting good for us? Because I swear my burrito was much hotter when I got here. Uh, Zordon says uh, our teleportation 
technology is perfectly safe. The specific effects on burritos, I don't know. And Alpha 7 just sort of like... It's hard to tell because he doesn't really have eyes. But he does have like a very... Like he moves his head like he looks at stuff. But he just sort of like moves his head to stare off into the middle distance. And says... Yeah, no, the burrito's fine. It's just a little cold. That one's weird. But it's not like radioactive or anything. What? (laughs) I assume that's what you were worried about. Yeah, sure, man. What? What do you mean, weird? I mean, temperature shouldn't have changed. Oh. So that's weird, but also... And he, like, stares off into the distance again. I don't have any data about food being teleported. The oh. previous rangers rarely showed up with coffee. No or burritos. They, well, no I mean, we didn't left. know that there was a cafeteria here and food, so... I told you when you first got here, we had a bunch of non-perishables. Oh. I just didn't want to eat crackers for breakfast. No, that's fine. Our previous coffee did turn into some sort of mold. So that I mean, had to be replaced. That's fair. Hopefully it is to your liking, considering I don't have taste buds. And neither does Zordon. Even in his physical form? And Zordon goes, This form is a hard light projection. While I am capable inhabiting it as I am of experiencing sensations, I do not have internal organs. That's confusing. Okay. (laughs) And Alpha 7 says, uh, Think of it like a super rad VR. Neat. Okay, that makes sense to me. Is he like a light ghost? Yes. That's red. That's pretty cool. And he just nods his head and says, uh, very well. We will see you back here in three hours. Will that be enough time to gather what you need? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. Then in three hours, you will begin your hunt for the Zords. And with that, this episode is over. To the grocery store for energy drinks. Yes. All right, so it's time for pluggables. Abby, do you have any pluggables? Uh, I got a Twitter account. I mainly just share things on and yell into the void. It's elvenly underscore e. Go go forth. Have fun. Watch me scream about capitalism. Ashley? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok only occasionally at Am Cosplay Clean, uh, you know, making costumes and shit. Mike, do you want to associate yourself with this podcast? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, you can catch me here. Kick it back <laughs> with Lava Lamp Jordan. Lava <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you want to support the podcast, head over to weplayrpgs.com. You can buy t-shirts. You can get uh, dice. You can do all kinds of stuff. Uh, special thanks to Keely Byrne for the use of our theme song, First Contact. And uh, I have been Eli Royal. You can find me online at pretty much any variation of Grumpy Badger and or Grumpy Badger Dice. Uh, And you can also find me inside of a tube filled with light dispensing wisdom to teenagers. Is it wisdom or is it drugs? What's the difference? (laughs) 
The drugs are called wisdom. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah.